sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Out of adversity and trauma, challenges and hardship, from the streets of Kansas City, a shoe company was born. Birth from the desire to serve others and provide high quality cleats and sneakers at an affordable price, we present to you, Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Order now at OzellBrand.com. Yo, 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 what's up, my good peoples? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of MVP University. You already know what time it is. It's your main man, MVP JT here. And I got the one and only Professor Pryor with us today, man. You already know how we rock and talk to him, Professor. Hey, man, you know, listen, we just sitting here trying to live our best life. Ramping up, ramping up for spring. Because before we know it, kickoff. Before we know it, week zero is going to be here. But, man, you know, we're going to give the good peoples of MVP University another great show today. Um, Shouts out to the whole team, the MVT, MTMV Sports team, not the not the same podcast. Uh, the V Report, Sports Talk with C, 494, main card. Hey, man, a great network to be part of, and we give you all great content week in, week out. But, man, we're going to hop into this thing because we got some, some, some topics to talk about. So over the past week... Um, we had the NFL combine, and it's people. There's a couple of players that stole the show that we really wasn't expecting to steal the show. And the first name that come to mind is Nolan Smith. So, Professor, talk to me. Did Nolan Smith solidify himself as a first round draft pick? See, I think I think he was a first rounder coming into the process. And so my, my cynicism about the combine aside, the real purpose of the combine is to confirm what you see on tape. Mm-hmm. And although Nolan didn't play like he got hurt this year, but you put on the tape from last season, you know, he's the real, I, maybe the size is a bit of a concern considering he is listed as an edge. Um, and he's not the same. He's not the size of a traditional edge, but you know, Dwight Freeney did pretty good in the league. Um, Hugh Douglas did pretty good in the league. Not yeah. being conventional size. Look, I quote I, I quote my man Emory Hunt. Man, size is not a skill, and you you can't hit what you can't catch. And that man ran a four three. I don't know if you're gonna catch him. And, and the crazy part about it, 
Hugh Hugh Douglas, he didn't even go to a big name school. Nope, Central State, I believe. I'm Central not- State, and, and and bro was a, a, a he wrecked havoc. You know what I'm saying? So so he he had a very good combine. I'm ready to see how he does. Uh, you know, at his pro day. Um, but something that was very interesting to me over the combine, bro. These offensive linemen and defensive linemen are running. Like there is no, it's no five four four five 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 seven six ones. It's like four sixes, four four sevens, five twos, three hundred and and forty five pound guys running this fast. Let me ask you a question. I'm glad you brought that up. Do you really care how fast the offensive tackle is? If he's pulling and he got to get downfield, yes. So, but but they you know they do a drill. They do. They do the. Uh, it's the pool drill. Mm-hmm. I would look at if if I'm if I'm looking at specifically offensive linemen because maybe defensive linemen a little different because you know you 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 playing against a, a zone blocking team you got to track down guys on, on backside so that that's mm-hmm. a little different but if if I'm if I'm looking at testing numbers in addition to the tape I think I'm looking at short shuttle. Three cone, how they doing the back? It's offensive lineman is really hard, man. It's it's hard to really have a drill where you can say, "Oh, this guy's like." I, I think more than any other position that you see in the combine, man, the tape is really what you want to see when when it when it comes to when it comes to offensive line. So so the tape is the tape is going to be there. But you got to think about it. So these GMs and, and head coaches are looking at these offensive linemen as if, okay, if we run a stretch play or a pull play, can my guard and tackle get down the line quick enough to get to the second mm-hmm. level for my running back? So I think with the speed that they're going to have, a lot of these running backs coming into the league are running very fast. Yes. You got quarterbacks who are the size of a linebacker running four fours. You know what I'm saying? So are those – Guards and tackles going to maybe get down fit. And I think now with it, to get with with today's game, guys, the offensive linemen have to be fast enough to to get to the second level. Yeah. And, and I think that's that, but that's that short shuttle, that three cone. Because not only do I need you to get to the second level, I need you to make sure your angle is proper. Mm-hmm. So you don't, so you ain't out here looking foolish, getting crossed up by a linebacker. Right. So so. But man, this athleticism is, is just crazy. I'm gonna tell you the, the one that got me, and it's not even a combine one. It, it's this monster Shane Beamer that signed out of the DMV. Man, it, I, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard about Nicholas Harbor. This guy played tight end and was edge rusher in high school, and he is an Olympic caliber sprinter. Wow! Yeah, he is a freak. So, so I, I was listening to the athletic, and, and uh, um, Shane Beamer was on the show. It's like, oh, we're gonna play him at wide receiver. He's he he's he's gonna be Megatron two point Like like this guy, this guy ran a ten two hundred as a senior in high school. Wow! Yeah, he's fast. He was moving. Hey, another big guy that kind of sort. Okay. Let me let me before I say my statement, Anthony Richardson. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. 
I want to be wrong about him so bad. I want to be wrong because he's a Florida guy. I'm a Florida fan. And I want when I speak on Florida football, I want the world to know that I am a, a, a diehard fan. And I want us to put out great quality conduct, I mean, great quality product every year. So Anthony, Anthony Richardson proved me wrong. And you have done it so far. He now, broke the combine. He had probably one of the best offensive court, one of the best quarterback combines I've seen in a while. I, you know, can, let me, if if I let me jump in, because I try not to listen to the traditional black quarterback narrative, mm-hmm. right? And I know the completion percentage was what it was. He dealt with some injuries. Um, no one, no one's really talking about the mediocre at best supporting cast that Florida had this year. But I heard someone mention his lower body mechanics because that's what they want. That's what they do when, when you when you have a playmaker at quarterback. They they want to they want to hit you with the mechanics, the fundamentals, because we we athletic and we strong, but we're right. not smart enough to learn the fundamentals. So I, I went back and I put on the Utah game and the LSU game. Thank you, YouTube. Appreciate it. His mechanics were outstanding. Went specifically against um, LSU when he had time. And I, and, and, the, and the, the, the freshman edge for LSU names escapes me right now. But he was just wreaking havoc on Florida's O line. Mm-hmm. When he had time, three step drop, pivot, launch off your front leg, shoulder, elbow, pointed to the target. Fundamentals were there. So I don't know what that's about. Now I counted seven drops in that game as well. Yeah. So, so, so you know, so the so so I don't I don't want to hear about Anthony Richardson's mechanics. Can can he though? Can he pull a cam and come into the league? And do what Cam did early, because I don't know if people remember or appreciate how. Like I was thinking about this, and and, and I, I I'm I'm curious to your thoughts about this. I think about when Mike Vick came in the league, mm-hmm. and if, if I could channel my inner Herm Edwards, Cam was I mean Mike was like was a lot of dun 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 like he was, but Cam was a lot of substance. Yeah. And what what was what was most profound about Cam coming in the league early was he came out of a Gus Malzahn offense. I mean, you keep in mind that he made the BCS championship game with a guy who was playing corner at Georgia the year before, Nick Marshall. Nick Marshall. So for Cam to come out of that offense to come into the league and play as well as he played early. With the weight of that franchise on him, it's remarkable, and, and I'm biased. You know, my 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 people live, you know, it, uh, around the Tuscaloosa area, so we don't really vi- vibrate with Auburn like that too much. But and he's one of the few guys, one year starter, who had a great NFL career. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm a, and I'm like, can Anthony Richardson do the same thing? So I'm gonna go back to my statement I made last week. 
if he's put in the right position and have a quarterback coach that can truly develop him, if if he's developed, yes, I see him being a, a Cam 2.0. But the situation in Carolina wasn't great when Cam went there. It wasn't, but Cam had Cam had the makings of a, of an NFL quarterback. So, so what is it? So, I guess my question is, what is it that Cam Newton had, and I, and they're comparable. I mean, absolutely. Size absolutely. Wise, I, I would say, I would say, I think, I think Cam ran a four five in the combat. He, and Cam wasn't known for his speed. Cam Cam was known for his power. Mm-hmm. Like, are you gonna argue Cam Newton's the best short yardage quarterback in the history of the game? Next to Tom Brady, because nobody can run that one yard sneak like like TB twelve. Right. But 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 seriously, but uh and, and I and I think there's an argument that Cam may be one of the top two or three athletes to ever play the position as well. Okay. I mean the man was a marvel. So, what, but so, but I guess so what what is it what is it that, that and, and, and apparently because a lot of people criticized Cam during his interviews in the process, apparently Anthony Richardson interviewed off the charts great so he, he's a smart guy he's a very intellectual guy like he knows the game so when you talk about makeup what is it that you think he doesn't have or needs to develop okay so let's take a look at this cam new left florida went to a juco mm-hmm. yes the juco he went to I, I forgot the name of the juco but it was a, a pretty decent juco and he had great was he? At, he was out in Texas, right? I was think so. Okay, he had quality stars in the JUCO, which earned him a another chance at at a D one powerhouse, which was Auburn. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of playing time under his belt to actually perfect his craft, or I'm not going to say perfect his craft, but improve his his craft. If you look at Anthony Richardson's tape, body of work, our as as. As if I was a, a OC, yes, if he needs to run, he can run. But I'll refer him to sit back in the pocket and make accurate throws. When he played, when if I'm not mistaken, the first half against Florida State, he ate. He killed Florida State. He did. Second half, what happened? Now, 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 granted, a, a couple of those passes could have been caught, but mm-hmm. seven incomplete passes in a row. Seven. I, I don't know if it was the mechanics. I don't know if, if if he he wasn't he was in his head. I don't know what it was, but I think the as a as a quarter to as, as a successful quarterback, he has to develop that pocket awareness, that uh, ability mm-hmm. to sit in the pocket a little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? That's why mm-hmm. I say like if he's in a position to where he's with a, a coach or an offensive minded uh, coordinator, a great offensive minded coordinator that can build around him. Uh, RPO will work great for Anthony Richardson because me personally, I don't think he's. I, I'm not. I'm not downgrading the guy because I want him to be successful. But a three read quarterback, I don't think he can do that. Because at Florida, at Florida, we didn't do a three read. Like if one and two ain't that, take our run. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna give you a hot take, and it's dependent on a couple things. Okay. I'm giving Anthony Richardson a 75% chance to be the first overall pick in this draft. Wow. And I have turned a thousand percent 
on on Anthony Richardson. I, I just I just started thinking, and you are correct. Cam had Cam had the JUCO starts before he went to Auburn, but and and, and I I will say I think the one the one aspect of Cam coming out of Auburn that you haven't seen in Richardson is that Nick Fairley believes the only other draft pick on that roster mm-hmm. that that won a national like it it was like I, I tell people I fell in love with college basketball with uh, Danny Manning and the Miracles. I think that's the 88 Kansas Jayhawks. That was Cam Newton and the Pips. Yeah. That he drugged to a national championship. I, I think that kind of let you know that he's a guy that can handle shouldering the load. That that we haven't seen from Anthony Richardson. But Correct. Have- and, and, and see, that's the thing. That was my that's my whole that's my whole concern. Like, bro hasn't really yeah, had he, he hasn't had the opportunity to really just develop as a court. One, I agree, you know, he, he hasn't really faced adversity. Like, when he hasn't shown me that when a team is down 20, 14, mm-hmm. he can put the team on his shoulders and bring us back. But I will say this, and I agree with that. But I will say this I think the one advantage Richardson has in this era of football is that offensive coordinators and head coaches have smartened up. Mm-hmm. And they've said, okay, listen. Because if you if you look, if you really look at between, I would say, look at the quarterbacks, and I, I'm gonna write about this. The quarterbacks that were drafted between Cam Newton and Mahomes. It's a little empty Wait, as far as guys that were really that was really ready? Yeah, no, I mean like. Like there was there was some there was some struggles as, in, in that period of, of quarterbacks being drafted in the league. Think about it. Okay, so 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 okay. Think, think about it this way. Think about it this way. We had we had Peyton, and we had Drew Brees, and we had Aaron Rodgers, Tom and Brady, we had, and we had Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, and we had Roethlisberger, and we had Rivers. And those guys got old, and there were really no guys in between. But, not, but until, he, until Cam, uh, and then on. you had Cam, and then you had a blip with Russ. How long? Because, because I told, I told, but but like it hasn't really been until now. We've got Mahomes, and I you can th- you can toss Dak in there if you want to toss in Dak, and now we got we got Herbert, and you got uh, uh, um, um, Josh Allen. Um, and you got Jalen Hurts, but it, but but I think one of the reasons is as tempo and spread became more prevalent in college, there was a much more difficult transition to the NFL level. But now what we're seeing, we're seeing NFL offenses adopt more college concepts. Yeah, that's true. So now that so that and and there's two reasons for that. Because when 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 the Seahawks won that Super Bowl with Russell Wilson on that rookie contract, everybody's like, wait, 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 wait. We can spend our money on the roster, and we get a quarterback who can play. Because we know we're gonna break the bank to sign a quarterback at some point. But mm-hmm. We can get Irene when he's still on his rookie deal. So let's adopt these college concepts to make that transition simpler. And it's also because I think you can make the same argument for offensive tackles. 
that's also simplified things for offensive linemen because there's been some struggle. It was the struggle bus for some old linemen for a while. Too. It was, but but let me let me backtrack a little bit. You name some some quality quarterbacks mm-hmm. with that list with the rocks with with Bit Ben, uh, Philip Rivers, uh, Drew Brees. But I want you to take into consideration this. Mm-hmm. Most of those teams drafted a quarterback to sit behind those guys to be a a, a sponge, correct? Uh, well, so so so, so hear me well, out. Hear me out. Roethlisberger started day one. He did, but I'm yeah. talking about. I'm talking about. But but the quarterbacks between Cam and Mahomes, yeah. Dra- quarterbacks was drafted to sit behind those guys. For instance. Kansas City knew Alex Smith was not the answer, mm-hmm. but Alex Smith was a he's he was he's not the uh, the best quarterback. He he's a slightly above average quarterback, but he knew the game and he was a, he was a successful winner in the game. So Mahomes was in a good position to sit behind him, correct? Yes. Another quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, who he sat behind, Tom Brady. Oh, you're you're making the assumption that Garoppolo is good at football. Garoppolo's decent. He, he can win you games. There, there, are no, there are no. He can also lose you games. He can. No, there are no, no look passes in football. You go on a pass in the Super Bowl with your eyes closed. But I'm saying, but, but my, my key, my. I just tell you, boy. The statement, I, the statement that I'm making is, you, of, you, 19, 20 years old, coming to a grown man's game mm-hmm. with a lot of, with a lot oh, of weight on your shoulders. Like for instance, I, I was watching the pivot uh, today. And I was just watching some old episodes. Ryan Leaf said it. Ryan, if y'all shout out to the pivot, hey, if y'all ever want to, you know, bring us on, you know what I'm saying? Hey, we, we'll come. Shout <laughs> out to the whole means. team by all means. But I love but, Ryan Clark when you played. But Ryan Leaf said it himself, it was it's too much. It was it was too much to have. Like mm-hmm. you're in the spotlight right now. And 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 if you don't have a, a guidance, no one to guide you. Like yeah, you gonna have veterans on the on your team, mm-hmm. but in that quarterback room, that that's your room. Mm-hmm. So if you if it's only if it's four quarterbacks in there and the the average years is what three years mm-hmm. and none have been starters, how can you learn from that? How can that how can that quarterback room? And, and I agree. And, and Ryan Lee, he's he's a perfect example. He he's the perfect. From, he came from he came from a, a spread. College-based offense. He ne- never really huddled at Washington State. Never was in the pocket. Going to a run-based, I-formation mm-hmm. offense in San Diego. And and and, and 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 I'm gonna tell you another thing about about Ryan Leaf. Um, and and and, and that reminded me of when Zach Wilson, old paper airplane throwing self, came out. Man, we love we love you too, uh, Westside. Um. Maybe I'll apologize to you next week. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Um, when, when people were talking about how Zach Wilson wasn't a great teammate at BYU, and and and, and none of his players, none of his teammates, came for him, and they just kind of buried it, and that was Rainer's ugly head in, in New York. They were saying the same thing about Ryan Leaf, and nobody they just kind of buried it a little bit. But no, I, I I I it is it's too much, and I think even Leaf. Despite his lack of maturity, I think in, in this era might have had a better chance because he would see a lot of concepts. Yeah, that he was using in Washington State. He had a sign in San Diego because now Herbert Herbert's hardly 
ever under center for the charge. Jalen Hurts is never under center. Never under center. So, but, but but here's the thing though: you still have a lot of okay. Yes, they're copying the game, the college mm-hmm. format game. But at the end of the day, in playoff football, you need that power run game. Oh, absolutely. And line up under the center and and a three step handoff. A lot of these quarterbacks don't know how to do that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Especially, and, especially if you if you play up around where I stay in the winter. That's why. That's why. That's why. Like somebody asked me, like, how do you have over 30 years of Favre and Aaron Rodgers and only got two Super Bowls? True. I said, be- I said because the Packers made a decision to try to be a passing team and Cole, I ain't gonna say that word because I'm not gonna get fined. Green Bay. Who trying to catch a fastball from Favre when it's 15 outside? Nobody. Nobody. So yeah, so I do, I I, I do. And you you gonna have to be able to run the football. Um, I think with 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 Anthony Richardson, I think I just I don't know. I think he I think he's navigating him the way he's navigating the process makes me feel like he he's got something that no one's seen. As far as the other two. Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young was two hundred four at the combine. He's gonna play at one hundred ninety pounds. Absolutely. And he's five ten. And then, and then, and there, there there was a 195 pound quarterback who won Rookie of the Year, but is now broadcasting games. Yep. And I want to read RG 3s book because there's a whole bunch of drama about when he got drafted to Washington and all that good stuff. And, and and the turf was trash at FedEx Field when he played, but um, I am concerned about that. I don't know how much more ceiling C.J. Stroud has, but I think like if Detroit, who they got a little draft capital, if they want to move up to number one and, and sit AR fifteen behind Jared Goff for a season, that might work. That might. Okay, Detroit. Detroit is really their building. Yeah, and I, I do feel like Jared Goff is a great professional. He carries himself well on and off the field. He's he's not a above average quarterback. He's he's just an average quarterback. But I think sitting behind him maybe a year or two might be a good move for him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With CJ Stroud, I think he he's gonna have to start day one, regardless of where they put him at. Is, is he ready? He yeah. he. I think he's ready. I, I think, and, and that's no shade of Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young is different. He's unique. He's special. But I think CJ, CJ I, I do, I, I do think CJ is a little bit what you see is what you get. Yeah. I don't know how much more there is, of, but get CJ O line. He will carve you. He will carve you. An- another quarterback, and we're gonna we're gonna hop on to the next not next topic. Another quarterback that that proved himself very valuable, the mailman. Stetson, hey, Stetson, he was throwing dimes. Stetson was throwing dimes. But did you see the haircut though? I did. State State Quavius skated up. Hey, he telling y'all. <laughs> whenever State Quavius come to come to town, get Man, ready because he, he's gonna he, ball. He, he, and I mean, just listen. I his swag is gonna get him in the league. Yeah, like he he you can't tell that man he can't play. 
So I personally think that his combine moved him from a fourth, fifth to late third, early fourth pick. I, I've kind of always felt like because he ran, I figured he would run by four, five, four, six. Mm-hmm. He did through well. I mean, you can't deny the fact the man. Yes, I, I agree with with, with my man uh, with King Henry. It's a different game yeah. between college and the pros. But to win at the highest level, first winning arguably the toughest competition at that level to get to the championship game. Mm-hmm. And make no mistake, Stetson Bennett's the reason they beat Ohio State in the semifinal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. At, at, at very least, that man's going in the fourth round. Okay. God bless him. Go and get that bag, Stetson. Get that bag. So, so real quick, guys. So, as y'all know, we are slowly approaching spring ball, and and we got some some very interesting quarterback battles that's taking place. So, you know, for the next couple of weeks, well, I'm not gonna say that right now, but we got some we got a, a very special series coming up t- for you guys in about two to three weeks. So, so just listen up for that. Just Keep along, follow along with us, and we got something very special coming to y'all real soon. But the quarterback battle I want to talk about right now is in Florida. You know, we got Jack Miller, you know what I'm saying, coming in from Ohio State. And then we also have the quarterback from um, – who's transferred from um, – uh, Ohio State. Uh, Wisconsin. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Graham Metz. So, so looking at the the reports from the from the, the Gator Sports News, those two guys have been going at it, mm-hmm. and you know, I, like I said, I, I've seen Graham play against in Wisconsin. He was a pretty decent quarterback. He he wasn't nothing that was flamboyant. He wasn't. He was a great game. He reminded me a little bit of Jake Fromm. He was he was a great game manager. My question to you is, who do you think will win the job? Brock Vandergriff. I don't think Florida starting quarterbacks currently on the roster. I think Napier does everything he can to get the loser of the Georgia quarterback battle. Really? Yes. You can. You can. You you're not going to compete in the SEC with Graham Mertz, and and and. JT, I hope that Graham paid you for how kind you were to him. Graham Mertz, during the COVID year, balled out against Illinois. He was awful ever since. Now, and I, he's I been decent. Hope. He's been decent. He's he he's been he ain't been the worst. He's been decent. He wasn't the worst, but he was he was pretty bad. Listen, when 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 uh, Braylon Allen. Tweets after uh, after Fickle hires Phil Longo as the OC, and he tweets, uh, "Thank God for no more eight or nine man boxes." Now, some of that was Wisconsin's receivers never really developed. But Grant Mertz had a very bad habit of throwing to the wrong team. He did. He did. I I, I just don't I I just don't I don't know if you can go into this season 
with Graham Mercer, Jack Miller as a starting quarterback for Florida. Because I, because I think you – I mean, you're, dude, you're a Florida fan. You, you, y'all know how y'all are. Right. Y'all ain't get, you ain't getting that – you ain't get you ain't Billy Napier ain't getting that much grace. They're going to have to win this season. Okay, so so but realistically, as a Florida fan, I'm going to keep it a butt with you. We're not expecting a complete turnaround this season. Not at all. We don't we don't have we don't have what it takes to to be a a contender in the SEC right now. We'll finish probably third in the East. We'll probably get a a mid-level bowl game. Realistically, who second? Huh? Just cuz you said it. Who's finishing second? Probably Tennessee. I can't wait till we talk about that. I have something interesting. I have an interesting I, theory about Tennessee. I, I think I think Tennessee might finish second this year. Um, just because the momentum that they're carrying, I I, I think they they may carry over into this year and they may finish second. Um, Man, and realistic, they, they lost so many guys off that roster. They lost a lot of guys, but at the end of the day, I think uh, Josh Heifel got them prepared. Can Heifel unlock Joe Milton? You think? He, I think so. we've seen this before. We've seen, we've seen. Well, I, I remember spring in, in Ann Arbor, and they were like, "Oh my God, this Joe Milton guy is something else." And then they played games. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think he can. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see. But as like I said, as a Florida fan, we're not, we're expect this year. I'll be happy just to get eight wins, honestly. And you think they can get eight with either Mertz? Or 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 Miller, I th- I I just so, I, I, so so hear me out, hear me out. If our defense can keep us in the game, I think those two guys can can somehow some way put it through. You you don't you don't you don't think Napier's going going after one of them Georgia QBs because one of them's going to be in the portal. Absolutely, and, and I I want to I'm not going to say Vandergriff. I'm going to say it's going to be Gunner. I don't, I th- see, but see. I think, I, I think Gunner. I think Gunner Stockton is going is going to go into the portal. This is why. This is why. I, this is why I think it's going to be Vandergrift. Because if Carson Beck balls out, he's going to go pro. If he doesn't, let's say he has a decent season, but Georgia wins a third straight Natty. Car- Carson Beck's coming back. Yeah, for one more year. So if you're Kirby. Vandergrift's a red shirt junior this year, I believe. A red shirt sophomore. Is is he is I thought last year was his red shirt sophomore year. No, I think last year was his red shirt freshman year, I think. But, but even even so, Gunnar Stockton is the freshman. Yeah. Listen, you, you got you gotta Kobe and Shaq that man. You 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 stay with the young guy. Because because if Beck plays two years. You're gonna still at least get two with Gunner Stockton. You may not get two with Carson Beck. I mean, with, uh, with Vandergriff. And you may not get two with Carson Beck either, depending on how he plays. But I do think one of them's gonna be in the portal, and and whichever one, because because it, it it looks like Stockton may he just has to be lights out, like he would have to come into camp and take it. Yeah. But it looks like it's gonna be between Beck and Vandergriff. Yeah, and I, I think it's Beck's job to lose. And I, I would agree with that. And, and I think, with, but whichever one loses, Napier better be on that phone. 
we gonna see. Hey guys, so so we just gave y'all a quick snippet of what we we're gonna do in the next couple of weeks. So after the spring, was well, coming up, we got spring games coming up, and we're, we're going to be in the field. But we, for four to six weeks, we're going to break down a lot of this spring ball, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these transfer transfer portals opening up in a few weeks after spring. So we're gonna we really about to dive into this to this college football. But next week, guys, college basketball March Madness is here, and we're gonna pivot a little bit. Before so, we pivot, I got some breaking news. Talk to him, Professor. So, as we all know, 2023 number one recruit Arts Manning signed with Texas. Mm-hmm. The plan, according to what people thought they knew coming out of the Manning camp, was Arts was gonna take this red shirt, he was gonna sit behind Quinn. 2024 was going to be the year. According to head coach Steve Sarkeesian, open competition, Ewers versus Manning. Arch is coming for the spot. I think Arch is going to get it. I'm here for all of it. I'm about to subscribe to the Longhorn Network. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to sit inconspicuous down there. Daryl K. Royal will have a hat with a cam. Listen. So here's the question. If Arch wins the job, Napier, get on the phone. Is yours going in the portal? Would, you, would Quinn go in the portal if he loses this job? If he loses, yes, he's in. He's in the portal. Absolutely. Oh, wow. I that that was unbelievable when I heard that. Hey, we're gonna dive into that one heavier. That's gonna be a, a heavy one. But for all my basketball fans, college basketball fans. I know y'all be like, hey, y'all only talk college football. No, we talk a little bit more. We are a university, so we have all sports. We just don't get into basketball until it's really this time of season. So next week, guys, we're going to really dive into the to the NCAA brackets. Um, right now, we got a lot of um, conference tournaments going on right now, so we really can't give give a lot of insight. Well, we can, but, but next week, we're going to kind of sort of – Dive into the basketball rounds. You know what I'm saying? We may have a special guest come on that knows a little bit more about college basketball and, and, and covers it. We don't know. But we ask that you guys just continue to follow us the show, man. Follow the MTMV Sports. Follow MVP University, man. Follow us. And we're going to continue to lead you to the path of righteousness. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? I'm your boy, MVP JT. This is my main man, Professor. If y'all like what y'all saw, like, share, subscribe. Keep following us. I guarantee you, y'all see we put in work week in, week out. Y'all like what y'all see? Just come on, join the, the university. Open enrollment starts. Um, when open enrollment start, Professor? I mean, open enrollment um, for 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 summer session starts in April. Hey, y'all go ahead and sign up for a hey, every student who signs up for MVP University for summer semester will get in free. Summer and, one, summer two, and Professor gonna pay for it. I'm not. That's what we have an <laughs> endowment for. Yes, sir. I'm but a university yeah. professor. I'll make no money. You don't make no money. Hey, you making making up, man. But listen, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of MVP University, man. I am your boy MVP JT. This is Professor Pryor. Thank y'all. Signing out.
What's up? It's the publisher here, Mr. Kelly Cole, and you're rocking with MTMV Sports. Keep it locked.